woman in the shop who's totally ripped you off and you'd got 20 yards down the road before you realized she completely shortchanged you. Hello and welcome back to A Status Life Podcast, the honest guide to living and working abroad. This is episode 73 and I am still Leanne. And I'm still Al. 73 episodes on and we're still the same people, <laughs> Al. Oh, I don't know. I think in some ways we have grown. We've changed, man. We've changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's an exciting week for us, isn't it? Got a little celebration on Sunday. We have. Um, oh, yes, we have. Shit. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. It's 15 years together on since our first date on Sunday. Is that correct? It is. My first and last date. My, first, my last first date. Was it though? Did you not date anyone between when I was a bit of a knobhead and I just I disappeared for a few months? I didn't. I was, I was loyal to my heart. Oh, I, I played the field. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I know. That's not true. That's not true. So 15 years since our very first date. Um, of those 15 years, we have spent nine. We spent 10 married. Almost. Almost. September. T- yeah, mm-hmm. almost 10 married and nine of them. Um, living and working abroad. Is that right? Yeah, no. We wouldn't know how to not do that. What would that look like? I don't know. That's weird. That's weird, man. So this is is prescient because today's episode is called What, Leanne? How to be a couple living and working abroad without killing each other. It was one of the working titles without stabbing the other person in the heart when they slept. (laughs) But... (laughs) We felt that was a bit aggressive, so... Yeah, let's look on the positive side of it. And I think this is really important because a lot of people who are going to be living and working abroad are going to be living and working abroad with their significant other. Indeed. Um, And and it's a a minefield. It is. It's, It's a wonder we're still married. Well, we say that, but actually, I mean, we've had a lot of friends compliment us, which is very nice, saying, I don't know how you do it, because, you know, they'll go away on holiday for a week with their other, significant other, and they're like, oh, I want to kill them. But the difference is that, you know, we've, we've had those moments, we've we've eased into this, um, and probably the first couple of years were tough, and then maybe year five was tough, and maybe year seven was a little bit tougher, but... Over these last nine years, we've got lots and lots of lessons that we've learned and we'd love to share with you. Not all of them are going to work with you, work for you, but I'm hoping that some of them will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some things might work for you equally if you have your own trips, tips, techniques to to keep your relationship positive. Then um, by all means, let us know because we are no experts. No, we're just telling you what we've figured out so far. And I think it's um, it's also worth noting that not only do we live and work abroad, but we live together and we work together. And this is quite a recent thing over the last six months is that we're now working together on the same business. So the reason... Because we didn't spend enough time together. (laughs) So uh, some of these things have come from the last six months of literally being working on the same product and service together. Um, which, if you're interested, is oblonghq.com. That's our new consultancy. Uh, but we're not here to post that, to, to promote that, are we? No, I can't imagine you give a shit, frankly. <laughs> but if you do, then that is what it is called. Okay, so do we need any preamble or should we just crack on with how many have you got there, Leanne? I've got four. I'm just counting mine up. I've got five because I'm greedy. So you go first and then we should even out, right? Cool, okay. So I'm going to start off with the first one, which is a very odd term for it but it's asynchronous communication (laughs) 
Now, we this is this comes from my nerdy background and also Leanne's culture and background and management background. Asynchronous communication tends to talk about rather than um, like email is asynchronous in that you will send it and then you'll wait for a reply. Whereas synchronous conversation tends to be like, hey, do you want a cup of tea? Yes, I would. Do you want sugar in it? Yes, I do. Do you want milk in it? Yes, I do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the synchronous is kind of like is a two-way, wait, it's both in two-way, but synchronous happens at the same time. Asynchronous happens separately. Now, the reason why I think this is important is because the, Leanne might be in the flow of her work, for example. And I'll think, oh, should we, I've just found a really good place to go for dinner on Friday. Or I might think in terms of work, oh, this will be a great idea. So rather than say, hey, love, you got a second to talk about something, what I'll tend to do is I'll email her, or we've now started using Google Workspace, so we use chat or whatever, but I'll email her, which might sound stupid seeing as I'm sitting opposite her on, a, on the same table, but then it gives her time, and also Leanne's an introvert, I'm more of an extrovert, it gives her more time to consider the, the thing, but also reply at her own time. And this, I think, is sounds really nerdy, but it's really, really important, because You'll be in different flows. And even if it's about, um, I might be out with a dog and I might I might send her a message saying, do you fancy going um, to the pub on Friday or something? Then it gives her time. She either picks it up when, well, she picks it up when she's got time and also gives her time to think about it. So I think that, that this is the future of some parts of communication. What do you think? I agree. And I think it's just not demanding somebody's attention is, is a good lesson of life, whether you are, living in your home country with your significant other or whether you work in a, an office environment it's just you know don't demand people's attention who are you, who are you to demand yeah. somebody's attention sit and, down you know, be a bit considerate i understand that you've had a thought you had an idea you need to get it out and that's where things like whatsapp or email or spaces is a really great way of doing that and also I think it's if you're aware of what kind of personality you have if you're an extrovert and you're with an introvert then it takes a long while to realize when you spend a lot of time with someone that when you say, do you fancy this? And they're quiet for about 30 seconds. They're actually thinking about it. Rather than an extrovert will go, oh, yeah, or we could do this or we could do the other, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's that's probably quite important to, to identify whether you are intro or extra. Extra. <laughs> extra? You are extra, it's true. <laughs> so that's my first one. What have you got, Leah? So my first one is a similar thing, really. So not demanding somebody's attention, boundaries, setting boundaries. And I, I, I think I mentioned this in the podcast last week when we were talking to the lovely ladies from Smoozative about the why. Um, it's just setting, setting boundaries and making sure you agree what those boundaries are. So, for example, I have a cup of coffee in the morning and until I finish that cup of coffee, I'll know it's not to speak to me because I've only been awake for 30 minutes and I'm introverted I have nothing to say to you <laughs> nothing has happened in the last 30 minutes that I need to share so leave me alone let me have coffee and then I'll engage similarly I know when and, and again is this is a good tip whether you're abroad or whether you're home country or whatever but I used to have a job that demanded a lot of my it it I had to be an extrovert and it sucked my energy out so I'd get home at the end of the day and genuinely just be so exhausted mentally drained and I'd walk in the door and because I was a sweetheart be like hi love how's your day what you do how'd it go oh what happened with that oh how such and such and I'd be like I need you to shut the fuck up <laughs> so we had a rule didn't we I was like don't assume that I do not want to talk to you for the first hour I'm in the house after I get back from work if that's not the case 
I'll start a conversation with you. But please just give me that space because I'm, I'm going to end up being grumpy with you or say something horrible that I don't mean to. Um, so yeah, having those those little boundaries. Similarly, I know that if Al has got his headphones in, then he probably doesn't want to be disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, equally, if he goes for some quiet time during the day, he doesn't want me popping in going, you're all right, though, can I get anything? He's just, he's gone for some quiet time, leave him the fuck alone. I think just having these little boundaries, these little <laughs> rules that you talk about, you agree. I think it just helps to have a positive, happy life. I think we should define because a quiet time seems to be something like the, a phrase we've come up with or something that's, <laughs> that's very much your family. Um, so what do you define by quiet time? Just like, it's like I've, I've, if, I, if I had a sound on my face, it would say do not disturb. <laughs> like my notifications are off. I'm in sleep mode. Mm-hmm. This, this is my quiet time. Mm-hmm. And this is this is important to understand that some people need quiet time. Some people don't. Um, what's interesting is that I've come. From, I was very much extrovert. The end's very much introvert, and we've kind of met a bit more in the middle. So I'm much, much more introverted than I used to be. Leanne is much more extroverted than she used to be. And by the way, introvert doesn't mean shy. It just means that the well, you define it because you're the psychologist. There's lots of different definitions, but I think the simplest one to get it is that I enjoy socialising, but it's not. A, a situation that gives me energy it's a situation that uses my energy uh whereas being alone being quiet doing things by myself whether it be reading just not engaging with another person that that helps me rebuild my energy levels for my next extroverted interaction so i think that it's important that if you are that you recognize that first of all there is such a quiet thing as quiet time which is as an extrovert is quite difficult to recognize um and secondly if someone decides to take themselves off like into the bedroom or go and sit on the sofa with the headphones on or something um like over lunch um i think i imagine that we'd be sitting in a beautiful garden having a glass of wine chatting about our day over lunch that's never happened because over lunch you put your headphones on and you watch drag race or whatever not it is. on work days no, no, no. Um, and I th- and I think that I've learned now that you do need this little quiet time. As a little um, aside from that, uh, we quite often use our quiet time to watch our own separate box sets of things. I say box sets because it's not really box set anymore on Netflix or Prime or anything like that. But we have our own sort of series going on. So I love Ozark and uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. And you have yours, which I don't really know what they are, but they seem to be period dramas. None of your fucking business. <laughs> But but that's important as well, because if you sit down every night and go, right, should we crack on with another thing, a Game of Thrones? Then it's just that thing you're doing together. And I think it's really important to have that quiet time, that separate time. So is it me next? It is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I'm going to talk about our dog. And I think what's really useful about the dog is um, that he gets us out. He gets us meeting people independently. So we don't, we do take the dog for a walk together, maybe like three or four times a week down the beach or something. Um, but when you're on your own, you feel like and the dog gives you a reason to get out of the house, I think is what I'm, I'm just realizing this now. The dog gives you a reason to get out of the house. If you're not careful, if you're, li- if you're working from the kitchen table, if you're eating from the kitchen table, if the kitchen table is about four feet away from your bed, which um, some Airbnbs it is, if you're not careful, you just got this like cabin fever where you, there's, for you to say I'm going out 
the other person quite naturally might go, where are you going? And then you go, well, it's none of your business where, where we're going, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I think having that reason to go out, so whether that's hobbies, whether it's a dog, whether you tell the person that every morning you go out for a 45-minute walk, um, you know, that kind of thing is really, really useful, I think. Absolutely. And you, you actually did that when we were in Southeast Asia oh, yeah. and we left, we left Peanut with friends in the UK. You would still do the dog walk in inverted commas every morning because you were used to having that time, mm. that bit of exercise, that time to yourself. Um, yeah, it helps you have that, again, that separation, that different time, and but also engaging in, in something else and something else. Um, yeah. Get a dog. <laughs> yeah, cats aren't that keen on walking. On a lead, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me. What have you got? So my next one is communication. The cliche that every good marriage is built on. But really, can't stress enough how communication is everything and communi- hyper-communication. Communicating things that you wouldn't necessarily do, but when you're spending pretty much 24 hours a day together communicating about how you're feeling what you're thinking or that you don't know how you feel and you don't know what you think is really important I will have days where I wake up and I'm just like oh, I just feel a bit off I just feel a bit blue I feel a bit down a bit disillusioned and I'll probably snap out I think it's right I'll probably snap out of it by lunchtime but I'm not feeling great today so I just say to Al I'm not feeling great today I feel a bit blue and the key thing is Al doesn't turn around and go, what's wrong, Jenny? What, what's happened? How can I fix it? He just goes, okay, I'm here if you want to talk about it. I'm like, okay, great. And it's the same thing whether you're angry, whether you're frustrated. And as well, it's just that being able to turn to somebody and say, "This, well, you did this and it annoyed me because I'm not saying that was your intent, But just so you know, you did this and it annoyed me because I think one of the things and this might maybe slip into your your next one. But I remember one of the times I I said to you, I just felt like we'd got into some weird kind of habit. And it's probably only about a week or something when we're traveling quite frequently in Asia that you would turn to me and go, oh, we should go here. And I'd be like, yeah. And then it's almost like, but I have to make that happen, right? So I am, I'm the one that has to look at the transport. I'm the one that has to look at hotels. And then when I, I said that to you, I just feel like you're saying, this is the dream, make it happen, Leanne. Mm. And you're like, I'm so sorry that that wasn't the intention at all. I just thought you really liked to do that. And But it's just having that. And it's not about creating an argument. It's not about having beef. It's just saying that you did this and it made me feel like this because I think I think that's, a really cool thing that we we can do yeah and as the recipient of someone who who leanne says that to more often i think than than i say to her um when i first started i used to go oh well i'm sorry it's because of this and now i've learned i just go okay that really wasn't my intention i'm sorry um and she goes that's okay i know it wasn't i just wanted to say it i think that's really really important and I think going on from this, the, the, as you said it, you've nicely segued into my next one, um, which is when when you are out exploring, when you are in a different country and you're seeing and you see like, um, I don't know, you might see an advert for a wine festival or there might be a um, a party going on or there might be a bar that someone says is really good on, on Facebook. Then we found that by creating a WhatsApp group for every city that we go to works really, really well because then you can go, oh, there's an event on Friday. Rather than saying to Leanne, 
at two o'clock on a Monday afternoon, do you want to go out to an event on Friday? I grabbed the link, I put it in the group for Split, which is where we are right now. I put it in the group and I post it. And I just say, fancy this sometime. And then when she when she's in the mood, she knows to open up the Split app and there'll be probably be a few messages from me with different places we can go, restaurants, events, etc. And she can make her mind up then. And also on a Saturday morning, we sit there going, what are we going to do today? We can open up WhatsApp and we've got a list of all the different things we've seen that we can potentially do. Sounds super nerdy, but we have WhatsApp groups with just the two of us for almost everything. We have it for meals. Any mm-hmm. recipe you see, you put in the WhatsApp group. Yep. <clears throat> I do. I do. And I think it, it, it is. It's a really cool thing to do. And I think as well, when you when you have a life when there's so much planning to be done and decisions to be made... It's either putting it in a space where when somebody is in the right frame of mind to be like, okay, I'm in planning and decision-making mode, then I've got everything I need there to help me do it. But also just making a bit of fun of it and a bit of light of it. One of my favorite games that we play, particularly on a Friday night or a Saturday morning is like, what are we going to do this weekend? And we'll get some little post-its or piece of paper and we'll write things that we like to do, we'd like to do. And it might be, I'd like to go to this site or I would like to have a walk on the beach or I really want to go for tea here or there's a whole host of things it can also include I want two hours to myself shopping Mm. Um, and then we open them all up with any ones that match we're like well that's definitely happening this weekend Mm -hmm. any that don't match we say okay well let's put them in the maybe pile and then basically use our little notes to plan our itinerary for the weekend and usually it means that we'll have some things that we both want to do and we'll do them together other things that that we think yeah that's a great idea let's do that and other things that we might go well why don't you go and do this and i'll go and do that and i think what's what is interesting about like even if you even if you imagine you were sitting there you did that and you wrote down you've got 10 pieces of little tiny piece of paper you wrote in all those things and nothing matched well if you're not careful, you go, oh, God, well, what are we going to do? No one's decided. You go, no, no, what you've just discovered is that you want to do totally different things this weekend. So go and do them. Go and have your own space. Go and, like, I can't think of anything worse than wandering around. I mean, they call it a mall in Europe. I mean, it would be a shopping centre in the in the UK. Shopping around, wandering around a shopping centre, looking at shoes or jewellery or clothes or whatever and that's exactly how i spent my morning last saturday and it was glorious exactly so just by allowing and because that just gives two things first of all allows people to recharge um re, re, that's how weird recharge recharge recharge, <laughs> recharge. recharge is french um and it gives people it gives each all of us the, the, the chance to recharge um but secondly it almost gives you something to talk about as well because if you're not careful then you go how was your day would you go well you should fucking know because you, you, I was with you from literally the moment you woke up till right now. So I think having your own space to do your own thing is such a great idea. I agree. I agree. What's your next one, Al? Well, that was my next one, space. But oh, I'm also going to talk about. I'm going to talk about routines. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to talk about routines, and more like jobs, I suppose. So when you. When you're both, assuming you're both working and assuming you're both doing the same things, like taking the dog out equally, et cetera, et cetera, then there's lots of tasks around the house that need to be done. And so we've found that generally I will do the washing, like the clothes washing, hang it up, put it away. I will generally also try and do the washing up more often than than Leanne. But Leanne will also cook much more often than I will. She will go shopping 
for all the food on a Friday. She'll organise, we're such nerds, we've got a Trello board with all our meals on it, so we just put them across. But also think about that. It means if Leanne plans the meal, she puts the Trello board together, and then I look up and I go, it's one o'clock on a, on, a, on a Tuesday, have a look. On the Trello board, there's a recipe, and there's my face. I'm, I'm attached to that card. If you've not seen Trello, basically it's like little mini post-it notes, but on online. Um, and I'll go, okay, not only do I know it's my turn to make lunch, but I also know what I'm cooking, what I'm making, and Le- and I all I know that Leanne will have got all the ingredients in on the previous Friday or whatever. So I think stuff like that, just assigning these tasks, which is I suppose a little bit modern, and particularly when you go to some of the more European, some of the more remote places in Europe, you might get odd looks as a man hanging out washing. Um, but it's really important, I think, to separate because if you're not careful, then especially if one of you has stayed at home and one of you has gone to work and now both of you are working, you had those established routines and tasks. What do you think? Definitely. And again, I think this is just something that works really well wherever your living and working situation is. But just making sure that things are fair and equitable. And, you know, you, what what I like about how we've structured things is that I often say to her, like, I feel like you do so much more than I do in terms of like, the house just life admin and then I'll be like to be honest I feel like you do more and it's like when it's when it's fair and when it's split well then then that's the way it should feel and I think as well and it might sound like we're micromanaging our life and to an extent we are but when so much of living and working abroad is about unknowns about new challenges thrown at you or decisions to be made if you're you're more transient or nomadic there are so many things you have to think about on a daily basis that just knowing that one part of your life is just done and it's organized and it is the way it is gives you this headspace you need to then make these bigger decisions and meet these bigger challenges absolutely i think that there's also things like when you we where we the way we pack up because at the moment we're moving every sort of like two or three weeks the way we pack up is that we have a set number of boxes that fit in the car like you know the big perspex boxes that you've got a lid on them and handles set number of those that we know fit in the car and so everything we own has to fit in the box and so we have certain things labeled i know in the shoe box i know that in the shoe box there's probably about 10 percent of it is for my shoes and 90 percent of it's for your shoes but in the nerd box then i've got an entire box one of the biggest boxes we have just full of all my stuff like my camera my keyboards my all my audio stuff etc etc and so like you said, if with you moving around so much, with things being so variable, if you can stabilize and almost systematize those things, then everything else sort of just, there's no argument about what do you mean you can't fit my shoes in because you've got a freaking 21 inch monitor. Oops, I keep shouting at Leanne for t- hitting the microphone stand. I don't believe I've done it once. It's no, episode. and I've just done it twice. Um, but there's no argument then, like, oh, I can't fit my shoes in. Why don't you take your stupid monitor out? Because we've already agreed. Okay, these are our spaces. Definitely. Definitely. Just all the all the little things that, bearing in mind, this life can be stressful. This life can throw surprises at you. This life is a challenge. So that in itself is going to put strain in your relationship. You don't want mundane things like who's cooking lunch, who's doing the shopping, or where does my laptop go to to cause unnecessary friction and annoyance. There's no need for it. It just takes a little bit of organization, open communication, agreement on who's doing what, and then don't sweat the small stuff. Let's just figure out where we're going to live next week, right? Mm. 
And I think also that's a good point about figuring out where to live. Um, Leanne is very good at finding stuff on Airbnb that I never can. I do have an unusual talent for it. You do. Mm -hmm. You do. So I generally will send two or three over to Leanne knowing that she's going to find six or seven better ones um, on Airbnb. Um, But when we get there, my job is... And we've not really formalized this, don't we? We've ever spoken about this. My job is generally to find out where the nearest dog park is, where we can walk the dog um, in terms of unpacking. So packing and unpacking. Packing, I pack the car, I bring, I take the boxes into the car and I take the boxes back into our apartment. But when we get in there, Leanne unpack, unpacks the kitchen and I unpack all the tech. So I set up our microphones for our for our thingy. I make sure that Leanne's there's a, there's extension cables so that Leanne's laptop can be can be plugged in. I make sure that all the cameras are set up for our Zoom calls. And that stuff. there's always a phone charger in exactly the right place. I need there to be a phone charger. <laughs> Number of times I'm in a new apartment, I sat on the phone like, oh, I need to charge my phone. I'm just there. There it is. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that division of tasks which is really really important because if you're not careful, you get a get under each other's feet, and b the start resentment sort of feels it like if if. I, I came in and I was like, oh, brought all those boxes up upstairs. Like we've got, we're on the fifth floor in this apartment, bringing like 10. There was a lift though, to be clear. There was. It wasn't all poor you. Can we just <laughs> say the lift, all the lift did was take it from the bottom to the top floor. I still had to take it from the bottom to the top. Floor. Anyway. You did, you did, you did. Of course you did. <laughs> but Very I'm, strong and brave. <laughs> but I might think, God, I've earned a beer. So I might sit down and have a beer. Whereas Leanne's like unpacking the kitchen and setting things up and that's just not fair or equitable as you used before by the way raise my glass to that word um so i've come in and i'm right okay well i'm going to set up the bathroom i'm going to make sure that you know the tech set up etc etc i think i might be laboring my point a bit here i think it's a good point to labor cool what else you got leanne I think the final thing and maybe an extension of communication and boundaries but having if there's one like thing that you choose to develop in your why before you you make this move, empathy, like and and more than that, emotional intelligence, and that is trainable. That is something you can improve on. And a big factor of emotional intelligence is empathy. And I think if there's just one thing you try and do, be kind to yourself and be kind to the person you're traveling with be empathetic and by empathetic it's not like oh poor baby had to carry all the boxes up the stairs you kid you want a beer that's sympathy no one needs sympathy it's bullshit what you need is empathy you need someone to get in the hole with you right and this is not just in terms of jobs but also if you're having a bad day or there's some woman in the shop who's totally ripped you (laughs) off and you'd got 20 yards down the road before you realize she completely shortchanged you happened Mm -hmm. to me two weeks ago Mm -hmm. i know what, how many years nailing abroad still don't learn and you're just like you you oh oh i'm right in the mood for you al you will not believe what this woman has done oh my god proper full-on rant the last the last thing you need when you're in full rant mode is someone go oh well but you know maybe she needs the extra cash and you don't know people's circumstances and quite right valid points to <laughs> chat about after you've gotten the hole with me and said you're right that's outrageous i can't believe she did that the cheek who does she think you is and you're like i know i know and then i might say but you know you don't know my personal circumstances you know you don't blah blah get in the hole if someone is outraged be outraged with them don't try and fix it straight away feel it with them show empathy did i make the point strong enough you did you (laughs) did and i think that it's important that the people know when we say get in the hole (laughs) this is a this is a um um uh allegory whatever what's the word analogy 
analogy is the right word. Um, and and we got it from Samaritans. We were both, that's where we met. We were both Samaritans. Um, and in the training, they talk about the difference between sympathy and empathy is a man or a woman, or is it just an androgynous person stuck in this in this hole? And so um, the sympathetic person will, will stand on the top of the hole and go, oh my God, it must be awful down there. It's terrible down there. How are you? You okay? Whereas the empathetic person will get a ladder, get down into the hole with them and go, so what's it like down here? It's dark down here, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, how did you get down here? How are you feeling about it? Exactly. And then generally that will help people to climb back out of the hole. So really, really important skill. And if you like that analogy, then maybe go and volunteer for the Samaritans because they are an amazing organization. Amazing organization, skills that we have <clears throat> applied so much personally and professionally. Yeah, an incredible organization. Um, but yes, empathy, emotional intelligence, be aware, and as well, I think self-awareness. And we've talked about this a lot. We talked about this a lot last week uh, with Smoothative. It's being self-aware of your own emotions, how you're feeling, how that impacts somebody else. You know, if you're having a very negative day, then that's not going to help them be positive. And yeah, self-awareness and empathy, I think, makes makes sense. And replacing the toilet roll when it runs out. Oh, God, please. There's just no need not to. Come on now. <laughs> so, shall we run through these quickly again and recap them? Yes. Okay, so, do you want to go through... We In go? Oh. eight. <laughs> Another countdown? Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, no, no. More editing work for you. No, my first one, boundaries. Set some boundaries. Have that conversation. Yes, important. My second one was asynchronous communication. If you've got an idea or you want to chat about something, sometimes it's a good idea just to send a WhatsApp message so the other person can read it at their own leisure and consider it. Communication, both in terms of how you're feeling and how somebody else has made you feel, not in a confrontational way, just in a, do you know what? This happened. Can we chat about it? Uh, getting a dog or a hobby or something that's going to get you out of the house, you are the temptation sometimes is when you get someone new is to not leave the house for a little bit because you're a little bit scared. So there's something that gets you out every single day is a great idea. Make the planning fun or make the planning automated. Have your things there that are already figured out when it comes to making those bigger decisions. Give people the, the, the space and resources they need to do it and also make it fun. And if there are things that you want to do separately, go do them separately. That's fine. Having a a single place where you can send where you can send things you've seen. So we use WhatsApp groups. You might also want to use emails or if you're a bit more nerdy, you can use like, I don't know, trolley boards or whatever. But essentially, if you see something that you think that's really cool, pop it in a WhatsApp group with the two of you in there and then you can go and review it later. Work on improving your emotional intelligence. And if you can only do one thing, be empathetic. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to the person you're traveling with. And the final one, well, I've actually got two left because I have one more, um, is to give each other space. If one person wants, if one person likes shopping and the other one doesn't, fine, let them go shopping on their own. Don't think that that's bad. Then you've got an afternoon to sit and crack on with those um, with those Breaking Bads you've been uh, you've been putting off. And the final one I had um, here was to have some kind of defined responsibilities i call it routines before that's not right it's defined responsibilities so one of you is in charge of washing one of you is in charge of cooking one of you is in charge of um, unpacking the tech one of you is in charge of um, unpacking the kitchen etc etc nailed it 
Cool. Okay. Well, that was one of our shortest episodes we've done, I think. Um, I'm, I'm pleased with that. <laughs> we, you should be. That was excellent. <laughs> really good. There's very good points and you made them very well. Cool. Okay. Right. Well, until next time then. Um, you'll probably notice that we, we have a theme now. Uh, we're talking about the why you want to live and work abroad, how you want to live and work abroad, and where you want to live and work abroad. Uh, last week's was firmly into the why. Uh, this week's is into the how. So how you live and work abroad as a couple. Um, even if you're even if you're not like a sort of partners, you know, if you're living with a friend, how you work, how you live and work abroad as a couple. Um, so next week we're going to be talking about more about where. And have we decided on the actual episode title yet? We have. We thought we would chat you through in terms of the where. One of the big things is visas. Mm-hmm. So our top three or top three visa choices for people who want to live and work abroad in Europe. So look out for that one, mate. If you're not subscribed, then what the hell's wrong with you? Click that subscribe button. And uh, as ever... Ring that bell <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> it annoys me so much that... <sighs> If you'd like to see more content, click the like button, subscribe, and ring that bell. Oh, do you know what what annoys me is when they say smash that like button? I'm like, I'll smash oh. your face in in a minute. <laughs> mm, maybe anger management mm. should be something here. So maybe, subscribe maybe. Um, and also go back if to, you want to if, yeah, if you want to, and just maybe go back to uh, to a few episodes ago. Um, I think we was like maybe 67, 68, 69, where we went into great depth about the why, the how, and the where. Indeed, you can also have a look at that roadmap on our website, sidewayslife.com. And should you have any burning questions or topics you would like us to talk about in terms of why, how, or where, let us know. You have influence here. This isn't a dictatorship. You can tell us what to talk about and we will obey. We will. So either go to Instagram and search for a sideways life, as we'll be talking to Leanne, or go to your email account, open up an email and send it to a sidewayslife at gmail.com the link to that roadmap is a sidewayslife.com forward slash roadmap and um, if you want to get involved the little button you can click in there and you can give us your email address and we'll reply and we'll chat to you about it nothing to sell you no just want to help you live and work abroad in 2022 right guys see you soon bye bye bye